that if there's any wisdom, let it be the wisdom that kept you on the cross and sacrificed all your life for us. Thank you for your blood. That is the eternal covenant and that is sealed for our redemption. Thank you that life is in the blood and that our life is with you today in the spirit and the truth. I pray for every person here today, Lord, that they rest in your eternal covenant, the finished work of your blood. Thank you, Lord. I pray by the Holy Spirit that you bless these words and allow us to rest allow us to enjoy the true sacrifice that allows us to call God Abba Father thank you Father we love you so much Father because Jesus said no one can come to me unless the Father draws them to me thank you God our Father that you are our Father now hallelujah to your name I pray for every person here that they are refreshed rejuvenated and that they can continue to fight the good fight of faith pray for their strength their endurance and their faith to not fail them amen amen okay not going to be too long tonight So today I'm going to be speaking about how to walk in the power of God. Have you ever thought about that? How do I walk in the power of God? And what does it look for me? What does it look like for me? Especially for the people that have just started their journey or that are, that have surrendered their life to Christ and that they are born again through baptism, you begin to see, okay, what does the power look like? And, and how am I to understand the power of God in my life? A lot of people, a lot of people have misjudged the power of God. Or they've seen it to be uh, miracles or healings, or deliverances. They've misjudged the true power of God and what it was designed to do inside. Till two weeks ago, I didn't know that there are two types of power. And it really painted a picture for me to understand what I've actually been doing spiritually. It's on paper now. So I'd like to show you this treasure. In the Bible, there are two types of power of God. And I'm going to explain it today. Okay, let's have a look. We go to Luke chapter 10, verse 17 to 20. And it's interesting. <clears throat> okay. So we all know this scripture, right? Yes? Everyone's on board? 
Okay. Now here in this one scripture from 17 to 20, he talks about two different powers that are given. Okay. So let's have a look. Luke ten seventeen, And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Number one, the first power. And over all the power of the enemy. Number two, second power. Now these words are not the same. There are, there are two different meanings that gives a great analogy how to prepare. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now there is, a, there is such a, a spiritual meat in this scripture because you're dealing with serpents and scorpions. You need one particular power to deal with serpents and scorpions. And then you're given another power that is so powerful. But it gives you a picture. I have to start with the first one. So let's have a look. Whoever has the e-sword, um, have a look at it. So, <clears throat> the first word for power to tread on serpents and scorpions, the word is from the Strong's 1849. Whoever wants to have a look. And the word is exorcia. That's the word. The word is exorcia. So I always thought the power to be, the power to cast out demons or to heal the sick. But this is a different type of power. So how many people want to walk in the power of God? You begin to see what is the greatest power that, that introduces God's true power to you. So the first one is exorcia, the Strong's 1849. You want to know what the first one is? Very interesting. Let's have a look. The first power is the power of your own choice. The, the power, exorcia, is the liberty of doing as one pleases. Okay? This is not speaking about God's power. God's power is dunamis power. This one is speaking about your own free will. So yes, God's given power for every person to overcome, but you have to exercise it. You have to feed it. And what happens? What happens when you're exercising your faith? You're feeding your faith. You're in the attitude of your own free will. You're serving, you're worshipping. You're working, you're cooperating. What happens? All you're doing is allowing the dunamis power to fall on you. So here, the first power is power of your own choice. What does the Bible say? Take every thought captive to the mind and obedience of Christ. That's your authority. That's your free will. Your free will to fill yourself up with God. 
day by day. To fill yourself up with his truth, with his ways, his understanding, his discernment, his knowledge, his wisdom. That's the first power that's given to you. And what does that show you? That you, he wants all your attention. When you draw near to him, he draws near to you. Lord, give me the power to cast out demons. Give me the power to heal. You get the Bible and you start, let's pray, let's pray, nothing happens. Because you didn't feed yourself with God. You didn't discipline yourself with God's ways and habits. And they become words. God is looking after what? Your free will to go after him. How you take those things uh, captive and obedient to him. Isn't that interesting? Isn't it? For every person here. Isn't that interesting? That it shows you now that hunger ushers the way for God's power. Hunger. So let me read it again. It's very important you know this. Exousia, the power of choice, liberty of doing as one pleases, physical and mental power. What does that show you? That the first realm of God's power is what you feed yourself with. What you entertain from day to day. How you draw near to him, that's not God's power, that's your own free will. So important you know this. Does God's power come before exousia? No, exousia ushers the way for dunamis. Dunamis is like a dynamite power. It's like the almighty power of God. But the first one is your free will. Your secret place with the Lord. The fasting, the praying in tongues, the discipline, choosing to serve God above your own life. That's what ushers the true power of God upon you. It's true. So imagine you praying for dunamis power and you're not doing the exousia, the renewal of the mind, taking every thought captive to the mind in obedience of Christ. That's the first power that comes upon you. How you discipline your mind, how you form habits to sit with the Lord and to renew yourself in the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. We keep going. Physical and mental power. The ability or strength with which one is endured, meaning which he either possesses or exercises. So let's say you don't exercise your faith. Let's say you don't give the true value to who God is in your life from day to day. From your own free will, the dunamis power does not come. It does not come. The first power is how you feed your mental mind. How you feed on the Lord from day to day. All you're doing is ushering that door. You're opening that door for the power of God to come. So let's say you're not a person who's hungry for the Lord. Let's say you're not a person who's hungry for his ways. Let's say you're not a person hungry for his word. 
the dunamis power does not come. And then you get someone who's trying to force the power, I command and I do and I command, doesn't come. You don't have to push and force the Holy Spirit. He comes. He comes from one major thing, hunger. Hunger. When you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. You don't need to say many things for the Holy Spirit to come. But you begin to see, well, I need to do my part. Now, the second word is dunamis. The second word is dunamis from the same context of Luke 10, 17, 20. It defines it as a force, miraculous power, power for performing miracles, moral power and excellence of soul, the power and influences which belongs to riches and wealth, power consisting or resting upon armies, forces and hosts, inherit the almighty power of God, the ability, mighty, wonderful work of God. So what's the first one? Your own free will. You begin to say, your own free will. How much you want him in your life. Now we are good. <laughs> we are good at wanting him when something's wrong. But if you're after him because he is true and he's the only way, not only he will come, his power will follow. It's true. Very true. The first one speaks about obedience, your obedience. Make no mistake. This is what invites the true power of God. It's true. He invites the true power of God. Now it's interesting here that the first power is to deal with what? The first power is to deal with what? Serpents and scorpions. Why would he put that there in the scripture? What's the role of a serpent and a scorpion? Why do you need your own free will through how you sit in the word and how you discern? This all does, yes, it comes from the Holy Spirit, but it comes also from you, how you cooperate with him. Let's say you don't sit in the word of God. Let's say you don't sit in the word of God. Let's say you don't sit in prayer. Let's say you don't sit in the place where God can feed you. Guess who's waiting there? Guess who's waiting there? Isn't it interesting that he, it's, talking about, it's talking about you will tread. It says you will tread. It's how you overcome. It's own free will. Everyone's free will. How you overcome. And what does that show you? A person who has an overcoming spirit. What does that show you? What does that show you? He has boundaries. He has wisdom. 
He doesn't go into a place. He's not rushed to go into a place. He's learned. You know the greatest thing that has protected me to this day? You know what it is? I'll share with you. The waiting on God. It's protected my heart and it's allowed God to speak to me in the right time. The Bible says those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. It's true. One of the greatest characteristics I really believe in how to honor the Holy Spirit is waiting on God. Meaning, meaning what? You do not promote yourself. God promotes you. You don't need to do anything. My journey changed so much from month to month, year to year. Because I learned no one promotes anyone but God alone. And he knows when to locate you. He knows when to speak to you. He knows when you're ready for the next step. On the other hand, you've got the flesh. When you don't want to wait, you become impatient. You begin to force it. You begin to make up things. And nothing happens. Frustration comes. Discouragement comes. Confusion comes. It's true. Changed my life. Someone comes to me. I'm doing this and God said this. And, and I think to myself, when would that person learn that if it's given truly by God, the power is given to receive and to walk in it? So it paints you a picture. Yes, we are all given authority to have the power of our own choice, the liberty to do as we please, the physical and mental power to allow, to welcome things in or to reject things. And you begin to see how sacred a person's journey is. How much you have to know the word of God to keep the enemy out and to also work on your heart. So the first one has a lot to do with how you walk. The second one has to do with God's power, the raw power of God. And that's a dynamite power. The first power is what? What is the first power speaking about? Process. Process. Am I going to plow that field now? Am I going to cultivate that soil? The first one speaks about a process. Process. How I cooperate with him. How I humble myself. How I work with him. How I sit with him. It's a process. See, when you understand it's a process, you'll know that this is who I am now. and This is where God's going to meet me. Because if God was going to deal with you in that moment about everything that needs to be dealt inside you, you can't handle it. You won't be able to handle it. What God is dealing with me now, if he was to bring that up before, I wouldn't be able to handle it. So I understood. I understood. That the first process of God's power, it's how I learn to walk with him. I'm his. I'm his. I learn. I'm his now. I'm in a process now. What does the flesh speak of? Quick fix, quick change, quick breakthrough. But the Holy Spirit is different. 
He wants to walk with you to overcome. You know, I really believe the greatest wisdom in a person's journey is to have this understanding. Because you can never be burnt out in this way. It's true. You never feel empty in this way when you know it's a process. What does that show you when you read it's a process? It means you need God every day. What does Satan come to you and he tells you? That you can do without it. So the first one speaks about the process. The second one speaks about instant power. Isn't that interesting? That the flesh never wants to undergo that process. We want to see quick results. We want to see quick changes. Fix my problem now. Change the situation now. That's how our, our natural flesh responds. It's true. But when you understand this, you're safe. When you know that it's a process, God is also patient with you. You know that he's walking you through this. He knows all these obstacles. He's seen it before. But when you're in a process, what does that show you? That I'm in a commitment with him. I really want to paint this picture of a process. So how you draw near to him determines what, how you receive the power of God. So if you're not hungry, truth be told, you will not walk in the power of God. And what is the first power? To overcome all the works of the devil. That is the true power of God. To overcome all the works of the devil. That is the first power that is given from God. So this is the most important thing. Lord, use me. And yes, the Lord will use you. Lord, allow me to operate in, in what you called me to do. He will. But are you plowing that field of your heart? Are you renewing your mind from day to day? Are you in the walk of faith? Because all you're doing is, is ushering that gate for the dynamite power of God to come. And that's how breakthroughs come. Breakthroughs come. Whether it be mental blockages, strongholds, emotional challenges, that's how the dynamite power of God comes. Or the dunamis power of God comes. When you're in the attitude of faith, you're in the attitude of prayer, you're in the process of understanding God's discipline. Are we understanding? Yes? Who knew about there are two types of power? I didn't even know until the Holy Spirit showed me. I didn't know there were two types of power of God. One is my doing, the other is God's doing. And well, did that bring clarity to me? That before you ask anything, let's start, let's start digging that field. Let's start fasting. Let's start praying. Let's start meditating on the God's word. Let's start uprooting. Let's start being true to ourselves and to him. I started to understand. But I was doing it naturally. But to see it now in the word of God, it's good.
he paints you a picture that God does this that will last forever. He doesn't want you to be on fire. The next month you're, you're cold. The next month you're empty. He wants you to be full of his truth, full of his spirit. I teach you the greatest thing that gave me understanding to fight the good fight of faith and not to give up was that process. And what did that do? It gave me complete understanding that, that I can do this. I can walk with him. No matter what obstacle comes, I can, can continue to go forward. That blessed my heart. Because it's a process. Okay. Another scripture I'll, I'll go through a little bit is Luke 24, 49. It also speaks about the preparation. It also speaks about the preparation. I like to speak about it. Can I share my heart with you? I want you to be a people that is hungry for God. I want to see a people that is hungry for God. I sit with people every week, every day. And by the grace of God, I learned something that is precious. It's to be in the attitude of that exousia, where I'm in a place where I'm training myself to be in his presence, to be in his word to be in the place where I can fellowship. Be that type of people. Because all you're doing is ushering the door for the true power of God to fall. I see it every week by the grace of God. And most of the times I see it alone. Because the people that are around me are so busy. The people are gathered around me when they need something or they want something from God. Don't be these types of people. Be a people that is hungry to be in his presence, hungry to be in his truth, because nothing will change if you don't discipline yourself. Nothing will change if you don't form these habits. I tell you the truth. So look at this here. This is a, 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 a good analogy from the scriptures to show you this is talking about here it's talking about the dunamis power it is the power that God told them to go and to wait until they are filled with this power and look I want to read it from Luke 24 49 it says behold I send the promise of my father upon you but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. Now, isn't that interesting? You got two words here. You got the word tarry and until you are endured with power from on high. And it's a great analogy of the word exousia. And I'd like to read it to you. 
the word tarry from the Strong's Greek is kathizo. So the word is kathizo. Kathiza. So the word is uh, from the Strong's 2523. And the definition is to confer, to confer a kingdom on one. Confer meaning to decorate or to honor. Now isn't it interesting that we are to, to decorate ourselves so the power of God can come? It's an amazing analogy. How would you to be decorating yourself? You begin to see how the power of God just doesn't fall on something. It falls on a vessel that's decorated himself with so many components that are true. And I began to see this here, very powerful. The word tarry means to decorate or to honor with. Okay? The Webster's Dictionary defines confer to give something such as a property or characteristic to, to some or something. Now it says here, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. So that word tarry, it will bless you. That word tarry means to decorate your character with Christ. You begin to see now. Okay, I'm seeing this now. That word tarry that's going to usher the door for the dunamis power of God is to decorate your character with the true character of Christ. What is the characteristics of Christ? Anyone here? What is the characteristics of Christ? What is the character of Christ? What's that, sorry? Amen. Humility? What's that? Compassion. What's that, sir? Servanthood. Amen. Obedience? Meekness, gentleness. Amen. What's that, sir? I can't use her. Teacher. Amen. Okay. Anyone else? Love. You see that? You begin to see here. He's, he's saying, he's saying, wait for, wait for the dunamis power to fall. But before it falls, I have to deal with what? Your character. <laughs> what's that sorry surrender amen so it goes to show you here what's the opposite of the characteristics of Christ anyone what's that sorry fighting pride pride amen pride Envy, very good. What else? 
Very good. Selfishness. Bitterness. Amen. Anyone else? Jealousy. Amen. You start to see, well, I better stop praying for the dunamis power of God. <laughs> well, I'm going to work on my heart. That's why I tell you I went silent because there were so many things the Lord had to work on. <laughs> so many things. And that is the crushing. That is the anointing. Is that the characteristic of Christ is fulfilled. I share a mystery with you. The ones, the five foolish virgins that had no oil, they were devoid of character. They didn't let the Holy Spirit change their character. They thought the Holy Spirit was given for signs and wonders, but they didn't learn that the power or the anointing was given to change the inward nature. What was the Holy Spirit given to a believer? To change the inward nature from Satan to Christ. What is the greatest antichrist characteristic today? Selfishness. So the five foolish virgins, they knocked on the door and they said, I don't know you. They were devoid of the character of Christ. You know how many times I see those traits in this church? And I pray. I teach him how to overcome. You know, it's interesting. Imagine me trying to correct someone every single time they do it. I introduce them to the Holy Spirit who can do it. And I teach him how to fast. I teach him how to pray. I teach him how to hear. And then slowly, slowly, if they get to that place where they're persistent, they're consistent, the Holy Spirit allows them to change. But I learned something. Yes, we are to bring things into the light when I feel led to. But the only one who can change you is the exousia, your commitment, how you draw near to him, how you spend time with him. The exousia turns into what? Dunamis. You understand now why I went quiet? I worked on the character. I worked on my character. And there were many flaws in me, I'd be true. There were many flaws in me that had to be dealt with, but I understood exousia is a process. The dunamis is the raw power of God. The, in, the instant power comes. But that's because I've plowed that place. Persistent, obedient, committed. Power of God comes. So isn't that interesting? Tarry and wait for the dunamis power. Work on your character and continue to work on your character, focus only on your character, the power of God will fall. (laughs) 
That's why the Bible says the only way God deals with your character is through trials and challenges. Because bitterness can't hide there. Pride can't hide there. That's why God has to put you through the furnace of trials and challenges because your character can't hide anymore. You see why God designed challenges and trials to come? So the first one, you ready? The first one, tarry, means to decorate your character. The second one, endured, means to clothe yourself. What does that mean? What does that mean? That you have clothed yourself with Christ. I'll read some scriptures. Actually, I'll continue here. The word endured means to invest in. That's the word from the Greek. To invest where your time is invested. The next word for endured means to go down. Means to humble yourself. Isn't that interesting? The word endured means to humble yourself. Does that sound familiar? The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of the Lord. In due time, and he will exalt you, or he will lift you up. You know that word humble means? Sackcloth and ashes. It's the time where they fasted. That's where it derives from. When people complain sometimes, you tell me to fast too much. You tell me to pray too much. You don't know what's getting formed in you when you do this. You're decorating yourself. For the power of God to come. You're decorating yourself. In which way God begins to identify the identity of Satan or the characteristic of Satan to the identity and characteristic of Christ. Can't hide anymore because you're doing it the process of God's way. Fasting is more deeper than you think. So the word endured means to put on or clothe oneself or to invest or to go down or to array as a soldier. Very powerful. I pray by God's grace that you're receiving this. So when I understood the process, my heart was joyful that God, God's doing exactly what he needs to do. I had clarity in my walk with God. Do you have clarity in your walk with God? You will begin to know more and more now. Am I to focus on, Lord, use me. Lord, let me be that one. Focus on becoming like Christ. The power will gel to you. It will rest on you. But can I say something with you? All my time sitting with the Lord, look what's coming. Look what's coming. It's what he loves. All that time that I spend with him, look what's coming to me. He's interested in the one most important place, your heart, your character. Can you see?
Okay. Romans 13, 14, please. Oh, sorry, we'll go to Galatians 3.27 first. So here, look, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So where does it all begin? It begins when you receive Christ through baptism. Number two, Romans 13.14. It says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. What does that show you? You have to sustain it. It's a day-to-day -day battle. The flesh every day wants to spring its head up. You must know this. Every day the flesh wants to spring its head up. It wants to poke its head. Are you still alive? Do you still want your own desires? you still want to serve your old man? You begin to see. So this is a day-to-day -day how you crucify the flesh. So that word endured means to put on Christ. I'm just giving you an understanding here how to prepare your vessel for the power of God to fall. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 to 15. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on. Now he's showing you the characteristics he have. What does it mean to put on the character of Christ? Put on tender mercy. You begin to see what's the opposite of mercy? Anyone? What's the opposite of mercy? Judgment. Judging others. What's the opposite of kindness? Anyone? What's the opposite of kindness? Huh? Hatred? What's the opposite of kindness? Cruel. Amen. What's the opposite of humility? Pride. What's the opposite of meekness? Now we're challenging people. What's the opposite of meekness? What's that, sorry? Arrogant, yeah. What's that, sorry? Boastful. Closer. Closer. So the word meekness, it's like a, it's like a horse that ha it's bridled and he can be controlled where he needs to be controlled. Meaning a person who's operating in, in not the place of meekness, he can't be guided by the Lord or he can't be controlled by the Lord. He's wild. Long-suffering. What's the opposite of long-suffering? Complaining, murmuring. Why me? Why is this happening to me? You don't know what I've been through. Victim mentality. 
victim mentality, the injured mentality, you begin to see, well, when God starts to deal with these things, well, it's a character issue. These are characteristic issues that's allowing not the power of God to fall. So you begin to see here, the first power that's given to you is how you build, how you dig, how you grow. The second one is you begin to see, am I doing my part? I'm, I've had it with good messages. I'm here to teach people how to walk, how to fight, and how to stand in the midst of a strong opposition. You know what the strong opposition is? Your flesh and Satan. So I'm going to stop here. I'm not going to go to the serpent and the scorpion because I think not tonight. Not tonight. It's very deep. That first power to tread on snakes and uh, serpents and scorpions, well, you begin to see, well, these traits are, oof. <laughs> you start to see. <laughs> well, serpent knows exactly what he's doing. He's a good analyzer. So bless you all. Thank you for coming. It's not about coming here every single time and praying. Digest what I'm saying to you. Please. Digest what I'm saying to you. The first power is how you walk. How you are committed. How you are investing. For his true power to fall. It's not about words anymore. It's your walk. They were people of the way. Today we are good at calling ourselves Christians, but they were people of the way. They are a walking epistle of Christ. And I share with you the process and how to usher that door, your character. Your character is what blocks the power of God. So the people that had no oil in their lamp, they were devoid of character. Read it, it's in the book of Revelations. They didn't let the Holy Spirit deal with bitterness, pride, selfishness, resentment. You start to see, well, are these traits still living in me? Has the new person in Christ been formed in me? You start to see. That's what it's all about. All that time invested in God, look what he's speaking to me. The most important thing is the anointing to change your character, which is the true nature of Christ. Amen? Bless you all. Let's pray. <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. That he would give us an understanding so we can walk with him. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your word, Lord, that sets us free. Thank you. Your truth is, Lord, 
that Christ in us, the hope of glory. I pray that every person's character begins to form in Jesus Christ. I pray for your spirit of grace, Lord, to empower us so that the true nature of Christ, the true mind of Christ, the true heart of Christ is formed in us. Thank you. We worship you, Father. Hallelujah. You're more interested in our hearts than anything else. And I pray, Lord, that our hearts are fulfilled in you. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus. We worship you. Worship you, Lord. We kiss you through our worship. The Hebrew word for worship means to keep, worship him. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you for every season. For that is the will of every person through Christ Jesus. Gratitude. And thank you for offering the way out so that we can be formed in the true image of Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you. I pray that every heart is encouraged, strengthened, that they may fight the good fight of faith. Thank you, Lord. We worship you and we bless your name today. You are the answer to everything and we love you in this place.